Welcome everyone to God Talk Uncensored, where no topic is off limits. We use the Bible as a source of truth, and everything we share is from our personal experiences and the Bible. All right, let's do this. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am glad to be doing this episode, and guess what, guys? We're not talking about the end times yet. (laughs) Anyway, we're not talking about the end times today, but we are going to talk about the Bible. And we are going to talk about uh, what it is to be a follower, what it is to be a Christian. So I want to pose a question to you uh, first, and I want you to kind of ruminate on this. And then we're going to get into some scripture verses. How do you know that you're a Christian? How do you know that you are a part of the family of God or you are um, uh, born again uh, in the kingdom? And I want to preface what I'm starting to say by this isn't a message of like, it shouldn't produce any fear. It shouldn't produce any uh, uh, anxiety or judgment. Uh, That's not what. God is about. God is about wanting to have you turn to him and um, give your whole heart, your whole life and submit fully to all that he has to offer. So this isn't one of those uh, messages, but it might be a little tough, you know, to some and it might feel that way, but it isn't intended that way. Um, I've been a Christian since I was 18 and uh, for a lot of my Christian walk, I went back and forth. I, I didn't, you know, my, I struggled. Uh, I, with addiction, I struggled with alcohol. I struggled with pornography. I struggled with, you know, um, wanting the things that the world had to offer. I, I struggled with business and, and honesty and all of those areas. And, um, you know, I didn't lay down to it, meaning that I didn't, Uh, just accept the things I was doing that were sinful or whatever as like, this is my lifestyle, but it certainly was uh, a way that I was walking things out that wasn't what God's best for me was. You know, when, when when we're born again, we, according to the Bible, are a new, a brand new creation. We're a new creature. The old has gone and the new has come. But we have this dirt suit, right? This this fleshly body, and we have a soul that is governed by our experiences, our past, our you know, our soul is the mind, will, and emotions, and it's it's usually pretty muddied, you know, from uh, living outside of the best life that God had uh, for us from the beginning, and so what we're learning how to do is is train ourselves to walk into the new man, the new woman, the new person that God already fully created us to be because we are that new creation. So you'd hear this saying before that we are spiritual beings having a a human experience. And so we as as born again people, we, we are made brand new. And yet we're, we're wrestling with some of these areas in our life that uh, don't match up to, you know, who we actually are in God. 
And it's interesting because, you know, the, the Bible's really clear about um, what it is to, to lay down our life and, and to follow him and that we're to be renewed in our mind and we are to capture our thoughts and we are to stay in the word because the word is the thing that's speaking to us and, and declaring to us the truth of what God says, who God says we are and what we're really about. There was um, one of the most misquoted scriptures you'll find in the Bible is um, the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. In and of itself, guys, the truth just stands alone. It's just truth. But the truth sets you free in the way that Jesus describes it. So let me let me take you to what Jesus says um, when he starts talking about uh, what it is to be set free, the set free life. John chapter 8, and we are going to uh, verse 32. Jesus says, this is important. If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Let me read it again. If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So the teachings are important. What what Jesus taught, the way that he he instructed, um, the way that he gave example in the Word, and the way that he obeyed, even even though he was the Son of God, he obeyed unto death everything that was written about him, everything that was written according to the the law and the prophets. Um, he became the fulfillment of all of that. And, and he used the scriptures, he used the Bible against Satan when he was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. So we know that what Jesus is saying is two things. If you hold to my teachings, right, the, the spoken word uh, then becomes the written word that we understand. And then be, when you do that, you will know the truth. And that truth, when you're being living in obedience, that truth will then be the thing that sets you free. So this this just blanket sort of, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Guys, the, the truth is setting you free through the discipleship process of following the teachings, right? The Bible. Okay, so hopefully that didn't sound all, all judgy. Um, so what I want to talk to you about is the parable of the seeds. And the parable of the seeds uh, is found in uh, Luke chapter 8 and Matthew chapter 13. So I'm going to read this to you, and I want you to imagine, because I'm going to tell you, I've been at each level of this the, the seedling uh, that was dropped along the path. And so... Um, and I'd like to think that I'm the fourth seed, but you're going you're gonna to get this here in just a second. So Matthew, let me get there in just a second. Matthew chapter 13, we'll do that. And then um, there's a little something in uh, Luke that I really like that I kind of want to highlight. Um, okay, Jesus told them uh, another parable. This is Matthew 13, starting at verse 24. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. 
But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed. Hey, that's not the scripture. <laughs> okay, hold on. Uh, no, no, no. The parable of no. Where are we? You just wait. You just wait. We're going to get there. Uh, let's see here. Okay, a farmer went out. Sorry, guys. We're going to do this again. All right. The same day, Jesus went out to the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it. While all the people stood on the shore, he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times 160 or 30 times what was sown. Whoever has an ear to hear, let him hear. And then, you know, Jesus starts to talk about the, uh, the kingdom and, and he then describes, um, he describes what this actually means. And so he says, the seed that fell on the uh, path uh, is one who hears the word and with joy receives it, but since it has no root, it lasts for only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of the, this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. And then in Luke chapter 8, we're still talking about this same parable. It's a, a, um, you know an additional uh, a description from the author Luke. And he says, the seed that fell among the thorns, this is uh, 8.14, um, the seeds that fell among the thorns stand for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. So what we see here is this this process of people who are probably, they're probably saved, right? I mean, they're, they're, they believe... Um, there's some root that's taken place uh, in the ground, but there's just this soil that's messy, and it's not it's it's choking and it's it's preventing it from the fullness that is uh, available. So this this fullness, you know, that is available to everybody, right? Isn't isn't a life that we're just supposed to. Uh, imagine happens for others, pastors and all those people who are, you know, uh, uh, in ministry of some kind or or something to that effect. This is a life that we are all supposed to be living, the abundant life, that where the soil that we are planted in 
is nourishing and rich and gives us uh, substance and life, you know, life and life abundantly. So let me ask you a question, like what's the soil like in your life? Like what is your soil like? Typically, you know, we, we will uh, manifest or, or produce um, fruit based on how nourishing our soil is. So imagine this, right? I'd ask myself these questions uh, many times over. What are the things in my life that I'm consuming, that I am uh, using as fuel that are contributing to my spiritual condition? What are those things? So is it the music that I'm listening to like when I get in the car and turn on the radio, is it bumping and grinding? Is it, is it, is it speaking a message, um, to my spirit that is, uh, everything sort of against like the moral code, if you will, that I'm holding my life up to is, um, like, you know, I tell call that that the ear gate, right? So am I opening the gate of my ear and just allowing for, you know, filth to, to come in. How about my, my eye gate, right? Like, do I spend time, um, watching things that are opening myself up to all kinds of foolishness or, um, entertainment that's inappropriate, whatever, right? You can go wherever you want with that. So that would be my, my eye gate. And then what about, what I'm consuming. And so this is different from, you know, what I'm listening to, what I'm watching. This has to do with like, how am I taking care of my body? You know, or am I, um, am I just, am I eating horribly? You know, am I constantly chowing down fast food? Uh, or how about, you know, um, cigarettes? And I smoked by the way for, I want to say 25 years, right? So am I consuming things that are bad for, for my physical body? Am I, am I consuming drugs or alcohol that are, that are poisoning me and keeping me from keeping my mental uh, clarity and, and my spirit receptive to the Holy Spirit's communication to me? So... You know, these are the kinds of things like the soil of my life. What are my friends like? Like, do I hang out with a bunch of knuckleheads, you know, that are spewing a bunch of garbage, that, that talk about things that are irrelevant or highlight immorality in a way that, that they think is cool and then I just kind of smile and nod, you know, am I that, am I that guy? And by the way, I've been all of these guys, like I've, I've been that. And in my spirit, man, that's not who I am. Like, that is not who God created me to be as a born-again person. But I was choked out. Like, I was that third seed that was just stuck and uh, pursuing things that that I thought were going to gratify me or or be fulfilling, and they just weren't. So here's a scripture that, that, uh, that I have been told is something we should be putting ourselves in check about, right? Second Corinthians 13, five says this, examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith, test yourself, 
Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you you fail the test. So we're not talking about a struggle. We're talking about a a willful, like, um, direct sort of rebellion against what God says in his word. And then behaving in these ways or living in these ways, I'm not saying struggling. I'm talking about saying, this is who I am. This is how I operate. This is who God made me to be. And I'm just going to keep on keeping on this way. And I said the magical prayer and I know Jesus Christ is the right, he's Lord. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And hopefully when I die, I'm going to escape and be taken up. But let me challenge you on a few things. And um, this is what the Bible says. So take, take that, you know, uh, as, you, as you want. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 um, says that the wrongdoer will not inherit the kingdom of God. And you're like, oh, gosh, oh, I do wrong. Okay, now listen. Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Whoa. So none of us are going to make it, except it says this. And that is what some of you were, but you were washed You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. That's the good news. You know what I mean? Like we used to do these things and we used to live in this way. But guess what? We're not like that anymore because we've changed. Now, on the other hand, we're supposed to test ourselves. So if we're living in these 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 ways in a in a willful way, without any regard for uh, change, we might need to question, like, is the Holy Spirit living inside me? Is the Holy Spirit convicting me? Am I, um, you know, am I, am I like Jesus says, many will come on that day and say, like, Lord, Lord, like, didn't we do all these cool things in your name? And he's going to be like, I, I never knew you. So we, we can profess to be um, believers. We can profess to be uh, to admit Jesus is Lord, but we're not actually like I read in the very beginning where Jesus says uh, to those who believed him, right? If you hold to my teachings, then you are truly my disciples. And then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. But imagine this when we're talking about fruit, right? Imagine the fruit of, um, of our life. Now, by the way, Galatians chapter 5 is the fruit of the Spirit. Every, most people know that the, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That is the fruit of the Spirit. But guess what the fruit of the flesh is? And this is where we have to test ourselves and go, is this, an, is this a way that I'm living my life? And this isn't, again, this isn't about condemnation. This isn't about judgment. This is about examining ourselves. And, and, and if we're a born-again person who's 
following Jesus, the conviction of the Holy Spirit should tell you, stop it because it's not who you are. And if you live in a particular way and, and you don't even care at all because you feel like this is how God made you, you might not be saved. I'm just throwing that out there. And, and, and we're going to have an opportunity at the end of this to really examine some of what it takes to just give your life to Jesus. But listen here. So before the fruit of the Spirit, it talks about the acts of the flesh, right? The fruit of the flesh. And it says they're obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. Uh, this is Galatians 5 again. Uh, idolatry and witchcraft. Hatred. Discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. It's not about like, man, I'm struggling. I keep slipping up. It's if you live this way, according to the Bible, like you're not inheriting the kingdom of God. Like you can't willfully act in disobedience to what God's asking and then be like, yeah, but I'm a Christian. Like that's just not the way it works. But we overcome by the blood of the lamb, by Jesus and, and, and by what he's done in our life. We overcome because we, we can't have, we can't have this, this, this Holy Spirit living in us. He is so good to us. And he convicts us, not condemns us. And he tells us, like, I got a better plan. I got a better way. I have more life for you. I have goodness for you. I have a, a, a way that to, to, to have you walk out of this. I have a way to, to give you strength and to encourage you to, to get out from under all this stuff. If you're a believer and you're like, man, I'm literally living in some of these ways, like I know I've been struggling, you need to repent. The word repent means turn and go the other way. Just stop. Sin means you're to miss the mark. Stop. Stop it. You need to stop it, right? Uh, Look, I get it. I've done every single one of these sins, all of them, right? And God's grace and mercy is so good and so big. But I wish somebody would have told me, like, I was a Christian and nobody ever just said to me, dude, stop it. Stop. What are you doing? It's not who you are. It's not how you were created. It's not who you are in Christ. Stop it. If you're not a Christian or you've never given your life to Christ, Maybe you're, uh, you've heard the story, you, you believe in some regard, but you've never actually said, I don't want to live like this. I want to I change. I'm going to give you the opportunity right now. It's a simple thing, right? There's no magical thing. There's no, there's no formula. It's a heart condition. And what I'm asking you to do right now is to change your heart's condition, to come to him and say this prayer. It's a, it's a simple prayer, but it has to do with your heart. God help me. Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for for taking it all away freely. Thank you, Jesus, that you have given me new life. Send your Holy Spirit into me and transform me and change me. In Jesus' name. Amen. 
All right, we didn't talk about the end times this time, guys. If you have a question, you want to hit me up. I answer people in the uh, in the uh, um, comments thread. I would love to communicate with you, whether you find this on uh, one of my podcasts or on my YouTube channel. Hit me up. We'll do this again. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to God Talk Uncensored. We appreciate your support, and until next time, God bless you.